Amen. If you didn't know, this group up here is called Silent Praise. So yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, happy Monday, everyone. My name is Jennifer, and I'm part of Campus Ministries. And today we are in um, John, John, the good book. We're in chapter 10, and we're going to read just a couple of verses, John 10, chapter 22 through 31. I didn't, sorry, I usually look it up. I didn't look it up, but it's 800 and something in your pew Bible if you want to follow along. So let's hear this um, good word this morning. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem, and it was winter. And Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my father has given me is greater than all else and no one can snatch it out of the father's hand. The father and I are one. At this, the Jews took up stones again to stone him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I'm going to venture a guess this morning, just a guess, that many of you struggle with the idea of calling and vocation. Possible? Possible? I mean, in your current vocation as a student, I talk to you sometimes, many of you wonder, to what do I devote myself? What's the best major or minor or combination thereof for me? If you really wanna you know, get your heart pumping and stress yourself out, you move to the next level of call and vocation, right? Life after Hope College. Possibilities are endless. You struggle, I know, sometimes with what even to do this summer, let alone what to do for, oh, the rest of your life. Well, because I love you and because we are in the good word, beloved, I want you to breathe a sigh of relief this morning, deep breaths, because I've got the answer. I've got the answer for you. In these verses, and in actually the whole beautiful book of chapter 10, it makes it plain, sheep. You are to be sheep. You're calling vocation now and forever sheep. Okay, so let's say it with me. Sheep. Good, good. We can even, like, a little high, high register there. So I'm, I am sheep. <laughs> um, you will be sheep. This summer, sheep. Ten years from now, sheep. Now and forever, sheep. Excellent, excellent. You are good, good learners. Sheep. That's it. That's the answer. But I know you. I know what you think, I know. You say it can't be that easy, right? I mean, I didn't come to Hope College to spend tens of thousands of dollars just to learn that I'm sheep. So what you're gonna do is immediately after chapel, you're gonna march right on over to the Bo Richter Center for Korean Calling. 
And you're going to talk to them. You're going to consult them and say, is this really the future for me, sheep? What do you think? You're busy right now. It's that time in the semester. So I did this work for you. I already went to the Bow Richter Center and I talked to the director of the Bow Richter Center, Sean Colburn. Stand up, Sean. Yep, there he is right there. And here's what he told me. He said that the employment outlook for sheep couldn't be better, right? Right? Exactly. Actually, it's at an all-time high. He's smart. He's done the numbers. He knows the research. And what he said is this. You won't make a million dollars being sheep, and undoubtedly you will suffer a little or a lot. We remember the stoning that was waiting for Jesus after he spoke these words. But sheephood is the only real future for you. The benefits are excellent, the work environment outstanding, and being sheep offers what we most desire, and that which we can't live without, belonging and freedom and security. So, friends, be sheep. Let's say it one more time. Sheep! Our brother John the Evangelist has written this book, this very book, to tell us about Jesus. And if you remember, he wrote this so that we might believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and by believing, have life. I mean, real life, resurrection life, abundant life. Have life, the only life worth living life, in his name. And what I love about John is John doesn't so much as tell us as show us. He paints these pictures for our mind's eye of what he means by that. And he says, life, well, it's like Jesus is bread and water. And you will starve if you don't get it. He said, life is like Jesus is the vine and you are the branch that grows from that vine and you thrive and you bear fruit because you are attached to the vine. Life, it's like Jesus is the door. In and out of him you go into something unimaginably wonderful. Life, life is, is, is like Jesus is the way, just the way. And he says, this is the way for you. This is the only way worthy of you. So walk in that way. And today he says, oh, life, here's what you got to picture. It's like Jesus is the good shepherd, the beautiful one. Sometimes it's translated. And we are sheep. Sheep. And imagine the good shepherd watching over us spending the day with us, protecting us, corralling us, disciplining us if need be, sheltering us and calling us home. And the good news is, the best news of all, is we are sheep and can be sheep, not because of our aptitude or efforts, not because of our work experience or our GPA or the summer internship that you may or may not get, we are sheep because, because God so loved the world that he sent his son. He sent his son to be the good shepherd. 
verse 29, says something unbelievable. We, the sheep, are actually the gift the Father has given the Son, greater than all else. And so needless to say, the good shepherd is not going to let anything happen to this great gift. In fact, he gives his life to death even death on a cross, so that we might be his sheep, raised up with him on the last day. His dying, our dying, his rising, our rising, his mighty spirit, the Holy Spirit of Christ, now with us, in us, daily, because he's the good shepherd and we're the sheep. I know. Some of you think, I don't know, being sheep sounds pretty difficult too hard for me. Despite Bo Richter's recommendation, I don't think I could achieve it. But not so. Not so. The easiest thing in the world, actually, is to be sheep. We were created for it. God has made it so by becoming Emmanuel, God with us. And as we grow as followers of Christ, we discover that without him, actually, we're doing the hard work. But with him, with Christ, we are doing it the easy way. Sheep. Jesus promises, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them, not even one from my hand. Can you picture it? Can you hold on to that? Your vocation, calling, destiny, sheep, following the good shepherd. It can be hard, I admit. I have a hard time picturing this. At least I did until I went to England last year. My husband and I honeymooned in England, and so last year, to celebrate our 20th wedding anniversary, in May, we went back to England, specifically to the Lake District. And the Lake District in Cumbria, in kind of the upper western part of England, is probably, I would have to say, the most idyllic part of England, if not of all the world. It's unbelievably beautiful. It's pastoral gorgeousness. Imagine, imagine rolling green hills and meadows, ancient hedgerows and narrow roads, charming cottages. Imagine every Jane Austen movie you have ever seen and you've got it just about right. And imagine sheep everywhere, grazing, napping, frolicking, more napping, more grazing, a little buying, and all that beauty. Here's a picture I took on one of our last days when we were walking in the Lake District. And this is a gorgeous day, gorgeous. There's actually just one sheep there, but there were sheep around, they're just, they're just harder to see. It was a beautiful day. And look how green the grass was, it was plentiful. The fields was lush and the boundary lines were generous. When John says, I want you to believe so that you may have life, I picture life, something like that. 
something like that and even more, so much more, more than we can ask or imagine. When I picture sheep of the good shepherd, that's right where I am. And I'm holding on to that one. I'm holding on to it because I'm not on my 20th anniversary vacation anymore. I'm back to real life here in cold, gray November, West Michigan. I'm back to busyness and monotony and the ups and downs of ordinary life. But Jesus says to me today, and he says to you, you are my sheep. Look at that. This meadow, this morning dew, this wonderful grass, this hedge of protection, this sheltering tree, this fertile ground, this is for you, for you, the fields of the Lord, for you. Don't worry. I've got you. I've got you. No one will snatch you from my hand. Be free, be safe, and go frolic, sheep. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.